It's Dom, your host from Rethinking How You Money 101. Today, our topic is going to be what is the difference between a 401k, traditional IRA, and Roth IRA? You guys have heard of these either at your work or you've heard the name, hopefully, but all of these are for your retirement. Before you even consider doing a traditional or Roth IRA, I want to tell you about the 401k. The 401k is a work-based retirement plan, and if your employer offers one, it might make sense to take full advantage of that first before you even consider putting your money into a traditional or Roth IRA. So a company retirement plan generally has higher contribution limits than either a traditional or a Roth IRA. The IRS actually announced that the employee 401k contributions for 2020 can increase by $500 to $19,500, while the combined employer and employee contribution limit rises by $1,000 to $57,000. For participants aged 50 and older, the additional catch-up contribution limit will rise from $6,500 up by $500. This is important because if people haven't started their retirement, then they need time to catch up compared to the people that started younger. It's honestly better to start younger just so that you get into the habit of it, you get into the rhythm of it, and you know that you aren't far behind. Another great thing about the 401k is that a lot of employers will match your contributions to a certain extent. Usually they have a percentage. So for example, my company, I believe they only do 7% of match. So if I put 7% in, then they'll match it by 7% of my income. And that always depends on also if it settles. If the company has a limit where you have to be with the company for three years for that to settle and then they'll give you your matching contribution for the 401k, that's the only time that you're going to get it. If you leave before the amount of time that you need for your 401k plan to settle for the matching part, then you might not get the match. So you need to keep that in mind when you are with your employers. And if you're deciding to leave, you need to understand that it isn't automatic that they'll match it. It always depends on how long you've been with the company and what their exact requirements are for you to be with them for you to get that match. Okay, so now we're going to be starting to talk about the Roth and the traditional IRA. You need to have earned income to contribute to either a Roth or a traditional IRA. Investment income doesn't qualify. To make a contribution to either a traditional or Roth IRA, you have to have what the IRS defines as earned income. One exception is a spousal IRA for a non-working spouse. If you don't qualify for an IRA, but you have other sources of income, you should still make saving for retirement a priority. So what is earned income according to our government? Earned income is compensation from either type of employment which means you could work for yourself or you could work for someone else, that would be considered earned income. Compensation for purposes of an IRA contribution include wage, salaries, tips, etc., commissions, professional fees, self-employment income, and non-taxable combat pay. In terms of an IRA contribution, the amount of your earned income is also very important. The maximum contribution you can make for 2020 is 6000 or 7000 if you're 50 and older. But if your taxable income is less than the maximum contribution, you can only contribute up to the actual dollar amount of your earned income for the year. In other words, you can't contribute more to your IRA than you earn. So what about unearned income? There's other ways to make money, of course. So it's really important to understand what's not considered to be earned income. 
Things such as interest and dividends from investments, pensions, social security benefits, unemployment benefits, alimony, and child support. They aren't considered earned income for tax and IRA contribution purposes. And for that reason, you can't use them for your IRA or your Roth. So make sure you keep that in mind. They are not considered earned income. Compensation for purposes of an IRA contribution does not include earning and profits from property like rental income, royalties, interest and dividend income, pensions or annuity income, unemployment income, social security, income from certain partnerships, and any amounts you exclude from income. The one exception that I mentioned before was the spousal IRA exception. Married couples, there is a way to make a contribution to an IRA if you don't have wages, a traditional or Roth spousal IRA. This is a tax advantage retirement account designed specifically to allow a working spouse to make contributions on behalf of a non-working spouse. So for example, if the wife was working and the husband wasn't, she can actually make contributions for him for his Roth spousal IRA account. Under certain laws, if you're married filing jointly, you can contribute the maximum into an IRA for each spouse, even if one of you guys have no earned income, as long as the working spouse has income equal to both contributions. Let's say that you and your spouse are over 50 and want to contribute the maximum of $7,000 to each of your IRAs. Whichever one of you is working would have to have earned income of $14,000 or more to cover both contributions. Keep in mind if you have a Roth account that they actually have a modified adjusted gross income, MAGI for short, and you must have your income under 137000 for the tax year 2019 and under 139000 for the tax year 2020 to contribute to a Roth IRA. And if you're married, that limit is under 203000 for the year 2019 and 206000 for the year of 2020. These are for when you're filing your taxes. Only contribute to the Roth IRA if you are making less than that amount. If you are making above that, then you actually can't contribute to the Roth IRA, you get disqualified, but don't worry, you still have the traditional one that you can still use. A Roth IRA and traditional IRA are both good retirement accounts to consider, and they offer many investment options as you plan for your future. However, there are several key differences to keep in mind when determining which accounts makes the most sense for your particular needs. A Roth IRA allows you to make after-tax contributions. They'll tax you for that year that you put it in. It is an investment account that is funded with money that has already been taxed because its main benefit to investors is tax-free growth. It's best suited for an individual who expects to begin a higher tax bracket when he or she starts taking withdrawals. The contribution grows tax-free, which is pretty amazing. So imagine if you only earn 30k and this is during your college years, but you've been contributing to your Roth IRA. And later on in your years, after you're done with college, you have a good job, maybe pays you 200k a year. You won't be able to contribute to the Roth IRA penalty free anymore just because you make too much money for the contribution amount. And I would recommend probably putting your money in the other account because you just make too much income, so you can't put it in anymore. But that being said, if you make the less amount, it's worth it because when you take that out of retirement, it's tax-free. And whatever income has accumulated from your compound growth will have accumulated tax-free, which is pretty amazing. 
So just keep that in mind if you know that you're going to be making more money in the future. The Roth IRA is a good one to go, which is why a lot of people recommend it for young people who are not earning their ideal income yet. They want to save for retirement. This is the best way to go because if they do start to earn more income in the future, they can't contribute to the Roth IRA. And the Roth IRA, again, the beauty of it is that the contributions grow tax-free. And remember, compound interest from my other episodes is amazing. It just grows your investment portfolio. Contributions come from after-tax dollars. The max contribution you can make in 2019 was 6000 I believe that is the same now as well. And the contribution eligibility is for those with earned income below a certain level, like I mentioned before. I believe it was for the year 2020, it's 139000 You have to make below that for the Roth. And there are withdrawal penalties, so keep in mind if you're going to put money in here. So there are withdrawals. There are penalties if you withdraw early. You can take it tax-free out after five years and at age 59 and a half. That's when you would be able to start taking out the money. But with the Roth, it's actually kind of interesting. So you can take out money as long as it's not the earned money that came from your investment accounts. So for example, I put in $200 and it starts investing and it makes extra income more than the $200, I cannot take that part out. So if I made $5 from an investment income from dividends or whatever, I can't take that out if that's in my account, but I can touch the 200 But again, you don't really want to. If you are putting money into your retirement, ideally you wouldn't touch it. But if you have to, I understand Yeah, you only take out the amount that you put in because otherwise you're going to get a penalty. And I would look more into it and more in depth just so that you can know for sure because every situation is unique. I don't know how long you've had that money in there, if it's past the five-year limit. Yeah, so just make sure you double check. It is kind of tricky. Honestly, for me, I don't even bother withdrawing. If I have any money in there, I know I'm just going to keep it in there because that's how I work and I have other investments for other things like if I wanted to buy a house in the future or all those other things I I have that separate so a traditional IRA is best suited for an individual who expects to be in the same or lower tax bracket when he or she starts taking withdrawals the contributions grow and the tax is deferred until future when you do start taking out the money there is a tax deductibility, which is kind of nice. It gives you the immediate tax benefits, subject to income limitations for participants in employer-sponsored plans, though. Contributions come from pre- or after-tax dollars. Your max contribution for 2019 and 2020 was 6000 k Unless you're over the age of 50, then it's 7 k Contribution eligibility is anyone with earned income. Is there an age restriction? No. They're penalty-free, but taxed as current income after age 59 and a half. There is a mandatory distribution of the money in your account after age 72. So you have to take that money out of your account at that age, which I would assume you would want to. Your age is actually one of the several key variables used in determining your IRA contribution amount. And for the tax year 2019, your traditional IRA contribution eligibility as well. So for the tax year 2019, traditional IRA contributions are not allowed if your date of birth is before July 1, 1949. Also, your age is used to determine whether you are age eligible for a catch-up contribution. 
So I want to let you guys know what the key differences between a Roth IRA and traditional IRA are and if it makes more financial sense for you guys. Basically, it's enjoying a tax-free withdrawals in the future or taking advantage of tax benefits today. You may be able to contribute to both a Roth and traditional IRA up to the limits set by the IRS, which are 6000 total between all IRA accounts in 2019 and 2020. These two types of IRAs also have eligibility requirements you'll need to meet before you contribute to either, make sure you're maximizing any retirement plans you have at work, which is like what I mentioned in the very beginning, 401ks. You want to maximize it to the contribution amount that they will make to match it. That's only if they do a match. If they don't do a match, I mean, you should still put some money in the 401k. But yeah, you do want to max out on your IRAs and Roths as well. But remember, it has to be 6000 total between both of them if you decide to do both. But if you're younger, honestly, I would just put all the 6000 in the Roth because if you're making less than the amount that you would be disqualified for it, then it actually really helps you in the future because if you're going to be earning more income, it's not going to tax you as high because it grows tax-free, which is good because your taxes will be based on your current income and not your future income, and your future income will probably have higher taxes. A person who's less than 50 years old could contribute 3000 to a traditional IRA and another 3000 to a Roth IRA. Whether your traditional IRA contributions are tax-deductible and whether you're eligible to contribute to a Roth IRA at all will depend on your income and other factors, like I mentioned before. They're going to ask you questions like, are you an active participant in an employer-sponsored retirement plan? Why is that important? Because participation by you and or your spouse in an employer-sponsored retirement plan may affect deductibility of traditional IRA contributions depending upon your income tax filing status and modified adjusted gross income. The IRA selection tool helps determine your IRA eligibility and how much you may be able to contribute to either Roth or traditional IRA. There are tools online that you can actually use to see and determine your IRA eligibility and how much you may be able to contribute to either a Roth or a traditional IRA, I would definitely recommend you guys go look at this. It's really easy and it's an interactive tool that analyzes your age, tax filing status, income, and employer-offered retirement plans and just a few simple questions to help you determine which plan makes the most sense for you. So that is all that I have for you today. I hope that helped describe it a little bit. Here's a breakdown. Roth, your retirement will grow tax-free, but you will get taxed initially. And again, it has the limit. So if you make over 139k, you cannot contribute to a Roth IRA, unfortunately. But you remember you have the second option, which is the traditional IRA, and you can still contribute to that. And the limit every year, at least during this time of 2020, is 6k. And if you decide to contribute to both because you have that option and you make less than that 139k if you are single, then you can contribute to both. But remember, the total needs to be 6k. And if you are married, you have to make less than 203k to be able to contribute to the Roth IRA. So keep that in mind. And then 401k, it's important to match whatever employer match there is. So whatever percentage that is, is how much I would put in. You can only get that match if you stay with the company long enough. You got to check. I don't know what the company rules are for your exact situation for your employer. So just check that out. Make sure you get it. Okay, thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful in some way for people that didn't already know what a Roth IRA, traditional, and 401k was. Do your own research. Obviously, I don't have all the answers and I can give you a general idea of what these ideas are, but again, 
doing your own research and just understanding it better for yourself can always be more helpful. Talk to someone who understands, maybe someone that's older that already has contributed. Talking to older people always helps me understand things better and that's why I love this podcast because I get to interview people from all different perspectives who have already done this, have already planned for their retirement and they just know so much information. Thank you again for watching my podcast. I hope to bring you guys more useful tips in the future. Let me know if there's any topics you want me to go over that I haven't yet. Email me at rethinkinghowyoumoney101 at gmail.com and I hope you guys have a great day. Keep saving money.